first five plagues. In this podcast, we'll consider six through nine, boils, hail, locusts, and darkness. We will see the intensity and the severity increase with each plague. We'll also see that Pharaoh's heart remains hard. He stubbornly, callously refuses to listen. There's something happening here that we should not miss. Five times we are told that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. The first time is in chapter 9, verse 12. But the Lord hardens Pharaoh's heart only after Pharaoh has hardened his own heart. In the previous plagues, it is always Pharaoh who hardens his own heart. And here is the warning for us. When we stubbornly refuse to listen to God, there may come a time when God says, as he did to Pharaoh, okay, You don't want to listen? I will help you on that path. Why would God do such a thing? Well, everything that he does is for the good of his people. He will use even the actions of stubborn unbelievers like Pharaoh to serve his saving purposes. Here he uses Pharaoh's unbelieving actions to demonstrate his own almighty power so that people will know that he is the Lord. Let's begin with prayer. O Lord, my God, when I, in awesome wonder, consider all the works thy hands hath made, I see the stars, I hear the mighty thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think that God, his son, not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Amen. Chapter 9, verse 8. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from a furnace, and have Moses toss it into the air in the presence of Pharaoh. It will become fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, and festering boils will break out on people and animals throughout the land. So they took soot from a furnace and stood before Pharaoh. Moses tossed it into the air, and festering boils broke out on people and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils that were on them and on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said to Moses. Were the furnaces from which they took this soot, the kilns in which the Hebrew slaves baked the bricks? If so, there is some poetic justice here. The Egyptians' financial gain from enslaving God's people to make the bricks now became a source of pain as the soot spread out as a fine dust over the land and became festering boils on the people. This is the first plague to strike the people's bodies directly. 
This is also the first time we are told God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Next tale, verse 13. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning, confront Pharaoh, and say to him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. Or this time I will send the full force of my plagues against you and against your officials and your people, so that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off the earth. But I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. You still set yourself against my people and will not let them go. Therefore, at this time, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever fallen on Egypt from the day it was founded till now. Give an order now to bring your livestock and everything you have in the field to a place of shelter because the hail will fall on every person and animal that has not been brought in and is still out in the field and they will die. Those officials of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord hurried to bring their slaves and their livestock inside. But those who ignored the word of the Lord left their slaves and livestock in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, so that hail will fall all over Egypt on people and animals and on everything growing in the fields of Egypt. When Moses stretched out his staff toward the sky, the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning flashed down to the ground. So the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. Hail fell and lightning flashed back and forth. It was the worst storm in all the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. Throughout Egypt, hail struck everything in the fields, both people and animals. It beat down everything growing in the fields and stripped every tree. The only place it did not hail was the land of Goshen, where the Israelites lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned, he said to them. The Lord is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Pray to the Lord, for we have had enough thunder and hail. I will let you go. You don't have to stay any longer. Moses replied, When I have gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands in prayer to the Lord. The thunder will stop and there will be no more hail. So you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord. The, the flax and barley were destroyed, since the barley had headed and the flax was in bloom. The wheat and spelt, however, were not destroyed because they ripened later. Then Moses left Pharaoh and went out of the city. He spread out his hands toward the Lord. The thunder and hail stopped, and the rain no longer poured down on the land. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he sinned again. He and his officials hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not let the Israelites go, just as the Lord had said through Moses. Storms, of course, occur naturally, even intense storms like this one. But this storm starts and stops 
on a pre-announced signal. And, again, the, the land of Goshen, where the Israelites lived, was spared. That you may know is a phrase repeated over and over again in this account of the plagues. You see, the Egyptians believed Baal Hadad was the god of the storm. They were wrong. The Lord rules the wind and the lightning. Moses told Pharaoh, God has acted in this way so that you may know that the earth is the Lord's, that you may know that the Lord is God. The description of this plague is the longest so far. And perhaps that's to tell us again, things are getting more intense and more severe. Pharaoh, in fact, is led to lament, this time I have sinned. It's a strange thing for him to say since he's only doing what he had done the previous six times. Moses told Pharaoh he wasn't fooled by Pharaoh's crocodile tears. Moses says to him, But I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord. And when the hail ends, sure enough, Pharaoh goes back to his deceptive ways. He breaks his word, refuses to let the Israelites go. He hardens his heart. This time we are told that it wasn't just Pharaoh hardening his heart, but his officials hardened their hearts as well. Chapter 10, Locusts. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his officials, so that I may perform these signs of mine among them, that you may tell your children and grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them and that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts into your country tomorrow. They will cover the face of the ground so that it cannot be seen. They will devour what little you have left after the hail, including every tree that is growing in your fields. They will fill your houses and those of all your officials and all the Egyptians, something neither your parents nor your ancestors have ever seen from the day they settled in this land till now. Then Moses turned and left Pharaoh. Pharaoh's officials said to him, How long will this man be a snare to us? Let the people go, so that... We may, so that they may worship the Lord their God. Do you not yet realize that Egypt is ruined? Then Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go, worship the Lord your God, he said, but tell me who will be going. Moses answered, we will go with our young and old, with our sons and our daughters, and with our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh said, the Lord be with you. If I let you go, along with your women and children, clearly you are bent on evil. No, have only the men go and worship, since that's what you have been asking for. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. And the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over Egypt, so that locusts swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields, everything left by the hail. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt, and the Lord made an east wind blow across the land all that day and all that night. 
By morning, the wind had brought the locusts. They invaded all Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers. Never before had there been such a plague of locusts, nor will there ever be again. They covered all the ground until it was black. They devoured all that was left after the hail, everything growing in the fields and the fruit on the trees. Nothing green remained on tree or plant in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now forgive my sin once more and pray to the Lord your God to take this deadly plague away from me. Moses then left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord changed the wind to a very strong west wind, which caught up the locusts and carried them into the Red Sea. Not a locust was left anywhere in Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let the Israelites go. Future generations were to tell of the great things God did in Egypt. Psalms 78 and 105 are examples of such telling. In other words, Pharaoh's doom and Israel's freedom are sure things. Of course they are, because God had promised it. Psalm 105 says, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. God's people will sing for generations to come of the great deeds of God and still sing of those deeds today. Tell your children and your grandchildren, the Lord said. What a, what a command, what a, a, an encouragement to parents and grandparents today. Tell your children, tell your grandchildren the great things God has done. Most of all, how he sent his son Jesus, how he took away our sin by his sacrifice, how he conquered death for us, rising from the grave. Let them know these important things. For the first time, we hear of some unrest among Pharaoh's officials. Those officials say to Pharaoh, let the Israelites go. Don't you see that Egypt is ruined? And Pharaoh's response is puzzling. Go, but tell me who will be going. The Lord be with you if I let you go. Along with your women and children, clearly you are bent on evil. No, have only the men go. And then he drives Moses and Aaron out of his presence. Some have taken these words of Pharaoh as sarcasm and contempt. Some take them as indecision, as though he's thinking out loud and can't make up his mind. But either way, they are the words of a man whose heart is hardened in evil. The ninth plague, darkness, verse 21. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky so that darkness spreads over Egypt. Darkness that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go, worship the Lord. Even your women and children may go with you. Only leave your flocks and herds behind. But Moses said, You must allow us to have sacrifices and burnt offerings to present to the Lord our God. Our livestock, too, must go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind. We have to use some of them in worshiping the Lord our God, and until we get there, we will not know what we are to use to worship the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to let them go. 
Pharaoh said to Moses, Get out of my sight. Make sure you do not appear before me again. The day you see my face, you will die. Just as you say, Moses replied, I will never appear before you again. The Egyptians' sun god, Amun-Re, was one of their top deities. And again, the Lord shows that all these gods are nothing. Imagine groping around in the darkness, not seeing anyone or anything for three days. It is described in these chilling words, a darkness that can be felt. Once again, the plague did not impact Goshen. God's people had light. When one sees the violence in our world, the disregard for what God has said in his word and even for natural law, when one sees the pride some feel and the most immoral of behavior, even celebrating it as a virtue, one cannot help but feel we are witnessing not a physical darkness, but a, a much more ominous darkness, a darkness that can almost be felt. But God has provided a light for his people. It is the lamp of his word, a light to which we would do well to pay attention, as to a light shining in a dark place until our Lord Jesus returns. He is our light. He is the light of the world. This time Pharaoh responds in a rage, telling Moses never to appear before him again. And Moses responds with some ominous words, I will never appear before you again. God is done negotiating. We will take some time with the tenth and final plague and all that surrounds it, for it has much to teach us about how the Lord, our Savior God, has delivered us. That's next week. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. <laughs>